Hi, I'm David. Hi, I'm Neil. And we are not film critics. This week, uh, we're going to be doing a double feature. All right, all right. So what should we get off the table first? What do you want to start off with? Um, I think we should... Do you want to cover Mitchell's or do you want to cover Mortal Kombat? Let's do Mortal Kombat first. Let's do Mortal Kombat? Okay. I think the first question we have to get out of the way is, have you played any Mortal Kombat? Absolutely, dude. Um, so I came to Canada, right? And I came to Canada, I um, I had a PS Vita. You know what that is? Yeah. I had two games in, in that PS Vita. I had Mortal Kombat and I had Asphalt. You know the, the racing game? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Mortal Kombat is actually... The only game I had that I that I bought for for the PS Vita, it was I, I love that game. It was one of my favorite, you know, because they had cool graphics, cool fighting. I'm betting you put a lot of time into that. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, for me, like I think I've played Mortal Kombat like five times at like a, a friend's house. I never purchased like a, a copy of like any of the Mortal Kombat's, but I did purchase um some of the Injustice games, which are developed by the same developers, NetherRealm. And, you know, I like those a fair amount. The stories were really usually, like, pretty corny, but like, usually the fighting and, um, like, the the finishers were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, Mortal Kombat, um, what did you like about the movie? The the fighting scenes were cool. I mean, uh, the choreography wasn't bad for any of them. It wasn't like I was, like, I, I like it didn't look unrealistic. Sometimes it can be a bit, like, odd because, it's, you know, it's not, like, always fully grounded in reality. So, it can be a bit difficult to... It, like, it doesn't always look the best. Like, it doesn't always feel, like, right. Like, sometimes when they punch, it doesn't feel like they're doing anything. You know, I, I like more impact in my fight scenes, so every hit feels real. And sometimes it didn't have it, but most of the time it was pretty good. Um, the um, the general, like, like, because a lot of, um, like, fight scenes, like, sure, they can be, like, great if, like, if you're, like, seeing them. But a lot of it is also the camera and, like, how, like, it's it's cut. And a lot of the scenes, the fight scenes weren't cut the greatest. Like sometimes they, I think they cut a bit too much. I would like to see more, some more, maybe a bit longer takes, so we could like see a bit more of the fight scenes. But um, generally, fight scenes were pretty good. They're pretty solid. Yeah, I guess that's a uh, that's something that every filmmaker has to master, and every editor they have to practice that because when you're doing a fight scene, right, there could be so many things going on, and if you don't get the right angle, if you don't get the right shot, it's not gonna look effective. And I guess it's also very different for this because, you know, they have superpowers. And because, like, if you're doing, if you're filming or watching a hand-to-hand combat, it's going to feel different from a um, a fight scene with, let's say, a Superman and someone else fighting in the sky. Because, obviously, you don't have that realism when you're watching, you know. This doesn't just look, this doesn't look realistic. And... You know what you have to do as I guess as an editor or as a as the director, you have to try to make it as impactful as possible. But again, yeah, the 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 fight scenes were cool here. I liked how they um they didn't try to keep it PG thirteen. They went all out. Yeah, definitely <laughs> went hard R. They really went super hard, dude. Um, because in in the Mortal Kombat games, right, they don't try to stay PG thirteen. Oh yeah, those are definitely all M-rated. Absolutely not, absolutely not. I was, how old was I? I think I was like eight years old, and I was playing that game, and it was, it was insane, dude. <laughs> You'd see bones cracking, 
Oh yeah, like the 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 spines being ripped out, the like the Yep. Yep. Uh I think some of the like the like the finishers in the movie or at least some like the moves were taken straight from the video games. I can de- I could definitely tell that that's where they were taking a lot of their inspiration. And that's cool cuz you know you can kind of like say, "Hey, you know, I've done that move in a game before, and now like a person's doing it on the screen." That's really cool and interesting. Yeah, I definitely uh, remember seeing some of the um the finishers and okay, uh the 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 only problem I have with um I guess well I have a lot of problems with the movie. It's not to be honest, it's not it's not the best movie, but it isn't it isn't obviously the worst movie, right? It's it's bearable to watch, you know, cuz again cuz I guess for me I have that um history of playing the game and being familiarized with the characters in the game, but I they it's not it's not executed the the best. It was just here's how i would put it right it's like um it's a movie that is not pg-13 but the story arcs are pg-13 if that makes sense yeah do you know what i mean yeah i definitely i definitely get that feeling the thing is with this movie like if you're already a fan of the games and like even like if you're like a fan of like 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 the like the mortal Kombat games and everything i think that this movie is worth checking out you know just like for like even for just the fight scenes which are pretty solid or maybe just some characters you know that that i think that's worth checking out but if you're not interested in mortal Kombat, you're not really interested in fighting like games you're not really interested in like anything to to do with like video game movies in general then i think you can like clear you can skip this and you you wouldn't miss anything you know yeah, um this kind of reminds me like some of the um the earlier x-men movies they like you know the movies that are you know they're not i want to say they they aren't made for kids but the story arc they're underdeveloped especially with um one of the main characters i forgot I forgot his name hanzo hanzo right um he was just he, i guess he was the I, I wouldn't say he's the main character but the story revolved around his story but it wasn't it wasn't done in a way that it's impactful it was just you know i guess they they put him in the movie to have scorpion which obviously scorpion being one of the more famous characters from mortal kombat and yeah definitely 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 the most famous and then they had him come back in the end of the movie just to beat um sub-zero sub-zero yeah they, they had yeah they had hanzo come back to beat just to beat Sub Zero again. Sub Zero, one of the one of the more famous Mortal Kombat characters, and um, and they did kill off Sub Zero though. They did kill off Sub Zero, which was something interesting. I mean, like kill off is a very relative okay, term um, here. Okay, I don't know, I, cause it, it does look like you know they're trying to start a uh, a franchise. Yeah, it, it looks like they're trying to start a franchise, and then they just. I guess eliminated Sub Zero because I don't honestly, honestly, I don't see like I don't see him coming back ever again. I mean, I I have kind of the opposite opinion here. I think they're definitely gonna bring him back. I think they, there's no way they don't bring him back. They like this movie is literally named Mortal Kombat and it doesn't even feature the tournament Mortal Kombat. You know, I think they're definitely gonna bring him back. Definitely gonna bring him back. I think there's no no chance they just they they like they. Limit Sub Zero, one of the most famous characters in all of Mortal Kombat, screen time to a single, like two boss fights. I think it'd be ridiculous, and also missing out on a bunch of money. So I don't think I think they're gonna bring him back at least every movie, as to be like the overarching bad guy after like the lightning guy or the the the, the other guy. 
You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, um, I guess he's he's the um, he's that character that just brings them down, right? And this movie, you know, I think it was uh, announced that they were making it like what last year or two years ago. It had a lot of hype. It had a lot of hype from, especially from, the gaming community because obviously Mortal Kombat being a an original game, right? Or originally being a game, and it has I guess it has very interesting um, storylines that I guess the writers and the director could have executed better. Yeah, I think like. I'm not as big of like okay. How do I put this? I I really I really agree with what you said about how um like it doesn't feel like like if it's not a PG thirteen movie but the the like the story feels PG thirteen. I think that's because a lot of the character arcs are very simple. They're very simple. There's not much depth there. Like it's very it's like you you you're you basically what you see is what you get, and that's not all bad. Simple movies can be great, you know. But usually, if the movie is just simple and that's it then I think you're kind of lacking something because, you know, there's got to be some depth. There's got to be something hinting at something more and it, it doesn't hint anymore. It just kind of just wears its, like, its simplicity on its sleeve. And while that can be, like, you know, a bit of a cute thing, it's not very, it's it's not very engaging. Yeah, you're right. At least to me as a viewer. No, no, yeah, it, it isn't very engaging. They just, again, they just bring it out there to you. And I guess that part of that is um, hype, right? Hype. You know, people... I guess they, they, they understand that people, even if they don't like the movie, they're, they're going to find ways to like the movie. Because personally, I, I did not really like the movie, but I did find reasons as to why I would watch the movie again. One being the fight scenes, because the fight scenes were very cool, very, uh, they're, they're very hype. They're very hype. And yeah, so I mean, I want to, you know, this movie is obviously forgettable. They'll, nobody will remember this movie in the next five years unless, again, unless they start a um, a franchise, which looks like is what they're going for. And the thing is, even if they do start a franchise, I don't know if, like, people will ever look back fondly. Even if, like, the next movie all of a sudden it triples in quality or something out of nowhere, I think even then this movie will kind of be, like, not even look back as, like, a, a fond beginning. It's just kind of meh. And, like... It's it's kind of like it's not disappointing because I personally never had any hype for this movie. Like from the second from the second it was announced, I'm like, oh, okay, that's gonna be meh, you know, because most video game movies are meh. But um, it still feels like they're, they're it could have been more, but it also it was definitely it was definitely handicapped. Yeah, a lot of video turns out like a lot of video games movies are they aren't the best. I I I I don't know. You you probably play a whole lot more games than me, but why do you think that? I think a lot of video game movies are um, kind of handicapped or at least limited in what they can do. It's because video games and movies are fundamentally different mediums. And what works in a video game might not work in a movie. There are some games where the central concept, like, sure, you can, like, adapt its story into a movie. And then you can turn all the fight scenes into actual fight scenes in the movie. And you can pretty much do a one-to-one adaptation. And it's not going to be the same because interactivity is such a vital part of like gaming and video games because that's the whole point that it's really not as what's the word it's not it doesn't it's not as engaging as when you're like sitting there playing it you know because when i'm when i'm when let's say when i'm playing mortal kombat you know i'm fighting as a character that character is me so when i do a cool move it's like yeah i did a cool move but when a character does a cool move and i'm just sitting there i don't feel as engaged i think that's a real disconnect that are that's kind of 
separating video games from tra- from being being cleanly adapted into movies. The there's a new I think an HBO TV show or something uh The Last of Us. Have you heard of that? I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. I think that's coming out. I wonder how they're going to tackle the disconnect there because The Last of Us is a very story centric like a story, very story centric game while Mortal Kombat is kind of the opposite of that. It's kind of stories are just there to provide excuses for the character to fight. And I think maybe then it will have a bit of an easier time fixing that disconnect, but it might still be there and I think that's what's most worrying me about, you know, that was that's what's causing the the lack of success for these video game movies and these video game TV shows and adaptations. All right, so wait, what do you th- do you think it'd be better for um let's say let's say um Sony, right? Would it would you, do you think it'd be better for them to expand uh the the story storyline of a movie, sorry, storyline of a game with a movie rather than um copying what happens in the game? I think it'd be better to expand the storyline. I think you got to take it fresh, maybe do something in the world of the game, but do a fresh take, don't like don't just try to copy the story of the movie or copy, you know, try to do something fresh and original that's suited for, um, like, uh, suited for a movie audience for like a film, make it with the intent of making a movie, not with the intent of making a video game movie. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's very, that's a very interesting way to look at it. And I think, yeah, we've said everything that we've wanted to say, or I've said everything I want to say about more comeback. What do you, what do you want to say? Pretty much it. There's not much to go on with, with this movie. Yeah. Would you be excited for a sequel? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to be so blunt, but no. <laughs> okay, I think um, we can we can move on to the Mitchells versus the Machines. Let's uh, get your opinions on this, Neil. What do you think of the Mitchells versus the Machines? Oh my gosh, I I, I really enjoyed watching this movie. Really? Mitchell versus the Machines. I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I like the I like the dynamic within the family and um especially the the mother and the the son because like they they're the one that work together to I guess reconnect the father and the daughter. I I really like watching this movie. It was like a it was a it was an early two thousand tens teenage movie. You know, like the um yeah, yeah, yeah. um Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Right, it reminded yeah, yeah. me of it felt that like movie. that, but animated. I get that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, I personally, uh, the producer of this movie, I already mentioned them, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. They make a lot of my favorite movies, like um, you know, like the Lego Movie. Uh, they made Spider Man into the Spider Verse. They, uh, I think they also directed Twenty One Jump Street. I really like those movies, you know. And I was can actually kind of hyped for this movie, and honestly, it didn't let me down. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, you know, the characters were like. Over, like solid and funny and like very charismatic the comedy which i didn't expect to be like i wasn't expecting a huge like sorry the comedy was like the comedy was pretty good it was good all around i didn't some of the meme references were a bit like over the top and they could have been done but most of the comedy you know i i enjoyed a lot um the action in the movie something i did not expect to be as good as it was was actually choreographed really well and it was it was pretty impactful, and I really like the the character arcs of um all, and the development of all the different characters because they change over the course of the movie, you know. And I think that's I think that's cool. Yeah, um, this you know it's a it's it's made for kids, right? But it has a it has a, it has a story. It, the story is good enough for an adult to like the movie, or for a teenage audience to watch to like the movie, and that's um that's something that uh that 
that a lot of, I guess, a lot of um, children movies sometimes fail to to do. Obviously, Pixar does an amazing job with being able to uh, to make a movie for not only one type of one type of age group, but to everyone else too. And then you know you go look five ten years down the line, you'd still be able to watch the movie and still like it. This is like this type of story that you still enjoy watching. Yeah, it was definitely it's definitely kind of story that like if like if you're a parent, like I wouldn't like if I was a parent, I wouldn't mind going with my kids to see this movie. You know, I would probably enjoy it myself. Is like you know because I think you gotta balance the line because at the end of the day, when with like kids movies. I wouldn't call this an ex- like explicitly for kids movie as much as like other kids movies are, but this is definitely like its general audience is children. And with movies like these, you gotta sell the parents, you know, because you gotta tell you gotta you know tell the parents, hey, look at like the the it has this care like it has this some um, actor in it, it has this actor in it, it looks interesting because at the end of the day, you gotta make sure you you um the parent enjoys their movie watching experience as well as the child. And I think this movie has enough to. What is it? Thread the needle, that um, the to you know in to balance the enjoyment of both like watching parties. I'm sorry. Speaking of actors being in the movie, attracting the um the more the older audiences. I, I I'm looking through the 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 list of actors, the voice actors of this movie, and they have people that that you know um adults like watch maybe not on a daily but like they're fan of you know i'm watching i'm sorry i'm seeing it they have john legend they have chrissy teigen they have conan o'brien you know those are celebrities that my rudolph yeah yeah those are celebrities that eric andre you know those are celebrities that adult you know adore you know because obviously some of them are are just a character they're fun they're fun to watch some of them are great musicians musicians Musicians. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling here. Yeah, music. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, and I guess I mean I didn't even know they had this these type of people in the movie, but you told me to watch this movie, and I watched the movie, and I'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. And a lot of the voice actors do a really good job with the movie. I was actually surprised because sometimes when they do um anime movies what they do is they cast celebrities and then the celebrities can't voice act because they're like they're reliant very reliant on like their um their face and then it kind of turns out like it's just a mediocre voice acting performance but for this movie i feel like everyone there kind of held their own when it comes to voice acting because they're all very they're all very expressive characters and even if like it's only like a voice coming through uh, like a screen it still very feels like it's grounded like they are their characters there's no moment where it's like oh that sounds like you know Maya Rudolph. No, no, no. That's the you know that's the mom. You know that's it's very it very it doesn't distract from the movie, which is a very good thing when it comes to celebrity voice actor. Yeah, you like you cannot you cannot distinguish that it's this type of it's sorry not this type of you cannot distinguish that it's this guy it's this celebrity. Like look like looking at it now looking at the list of the cast, I did not know Eric Andre was Mark Bowman. Bowman, I, I actually I did not know that. And yeah, obviously he didn't have a, a lot of screen time, but he did had he did have a good amount of dialogue in the movie, and I couldn't even tell it was Eric Andre. Goes to show how how I guess not, I want to say good, but it goes to show how well he he did his job at you know being the character. Yeah, kind of embodying that. 
I think one of the most important aspects of this movie is uh, the animation. So, what do you what do you think of the animation? Um, I I mean, it wasn't consistent, but I do like the animation. It's it's not you know it's not like it's not um it's not bad, right? It's not terrible, but I feel like there was like some scenes that just look differently or drawn differently from others. Have you like when you were watching that? That was like something I noticed. I think there was um, I it was like towards the end of the movie when they were on the. I think it was a truck or or a bus, and there was like um, there was like them being drawn in like three D, and then there was like a cut. Uh, it was also in three D, but like the shades of the like the the face and the. Like the shape of the eyeball and the color, not the color, but like how their hair were designed and everything. It looked like a little different, you know, it was, it was less, it was less um detailed. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes the, so for you, the, the animation wasn't always consistent. Yeah, but I want to, I want to call it inconsistent though, because it was just like a couple of It was parts. just a couple of things. Yeah, no, I'm not mad about it. Personally, for me, I think the animation was stellar. I really liked it. I really liked the balance between, you know, because sometimes in, like, kids' movie, like, well, animation and cartoons, not, I wouldn't call this a cartoon, but whatever, whatever, Um, the animation can tend to get a bit, like, like a bit not, it doesn't feel, un, like, it doesn't feel real enough, and it doesn't feel like, like, I don't know how to put this, but, like, the texture of the animation doesn't feel like, you know, you could reach out and touch the characters. It feels like, you know, they're blobs. You know, and if, and that kind of can kind of distract from the movie, and it kind of can like cheapen your attachment to the characters. And I think in this movie they did it really well, where none of the the characters all felt real; they all felt like they were all brought to life by their animation. And I feel like a lot of even you know uh, parts where you know they like they even like the the car has a bit of um like personality. You know, the dog has lots of personality, even though he's in the he's not in the movie very much. You know. Like every like the robots there that they accompany them halfway through, they have a lot of personality despite being like two like two drawn on faces. Like I really like that. I really like when animators like put in the work and they like have a lot of attention to detail. And this movie clearly had a lot of time and passion and effort put into it. And I really appreciate that because it made the movie fun, like better to watch. It made it more fun to watch because you know a lot of the segments in the movie they they also did some, like, hand-drawn, like, animation as well. And that was also, like, fun because, you, you know, you never know what you're going to get next with that. And I thought that was really uh, cool and interesting. I have to ask because I've been wondering, and I've been wondering, um, how like, do you, I don't know if you know, but how how does, like, animation work? Like, how do they animate the characters? Because I know um, in uh, Spider-Man versus the Spider-Verse, they draw, I think, I'm not sure, but I think they drew it, um, frame by frame is that what they do for other animation movies too or no um i think for spider-verse it was um they 3d they, they use 3d models but they drew hand drawn on top of it but they i think they did go frame by frame which is something a lot of um other animation like a lot of other anime movies don't do like for example um where's the, what's the studio that produces minions dream it's not dreamworks it's um illumination illumination they don't do that they rush all their movies they get them out as quickly as possible you know and then their their animation really suffers because of it because they're used forced to use a lot of repeat animations they're all of their animations are kind of like they don't look they don't stand out they look very normal but this movie um i don't think they went the whole spider-verse route or it would have taken forever to make where it's like they draw hand like hand drawn over um all the 
all the of the was it all of the 3D models, but I think they did do it for like uh, a significant portion of the movie, especially when it came to um the was it the daughter? I can't remember her name. Uh, Katie, her uh, her drawings and like her um like her imagination that I, and like I think some of the social media aspects of the movie they use the hand drawn animation there, and I think that re- worked really well. But I don't know specifically how they do it. I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look that up later. Like when you're doing a when you're when you're doing a um let's say a stop motion animation right because you you do it you do it like you you do like frame by frame you take photos and stuff but when you're like doing like a like a animation like a um like a cartoon sort of sort of like movie or a visual it's like it's something that I've I've I haven't really I haven't really known like how how to do. But it's not that I want to do it though, because I'm I'm really to be honest, I'm really not a good artist. But it, it just fascinates me. Yeah, I think to end off this um double feature, I think we should pick one scene from each movie that like was our favorite scene, no doubt. One scene from each movie. You can go first. All right. Um, you want you want to start with Mortal Kombat? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, the first seven minutes of Mortal Kombat was probably my favorite. Yeah, the fight scene that was great. Yeah, the beginning. Oh, that's where it all started. It was amazing. What about you? Um, for Mortal Kombat, my favorite scene, it was probably the one where um, probably the final scene, the final fight between us with Sub Zero. Um, what's the other guy's name? Sub Zero, um, Cole and uh, and uh, was it uh, Scorpion? All three of them. I really like that scene at the end because you know it it was it was actually choreographed really well, and there were some real stakes with his family being on the line. How about from Mitchell versus the Machines? Uh, it was probably the um, when uh, what what was her name again? Katie. Yeah, yeah. When she was driving the uh, the the, the car, no, the van, and then there was the dog in front. Yeah, it was just. Oh yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was something funny. Yeah, <laughs> and then the all the robots. The were, robots couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my favorite favorite one. What about you? Uh, for me, it was probably a scene in the mall where like everything came to life, and there was a giant Furby, and like they're all like there's those like um Roombas that like all fell down the stairs, and it was it was really it was really I really liked that scene. It was really like cute and funny. I don't know. No, it was also a little uh, terrifying. Yeah, 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 because like the Furby was gigantic, and like its eyes were like like <laughs> piercing into my soul. I felt so disturbed. <laughs> And that'll conclude our very first double feature on um on this podcast, and I think it was a success. What do you say, Neil? It was amazing. It was a success. A lot of movies being watched, though. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have to take a break after this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, see you later. Special thanks to Nicholas Bianklin. Make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel at the End Note, or you could follow him on Instagram at music. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at not.film.critics and on Twitter at nonfilmcritics for exclusive contents and news. See ya!